Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice Podcast. My name is Richard Brown, and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, we remain in interesting times. Um, obviously, from a UK perspective, the country is in, you know, pretty close to virtual or to sort of total lockdown now uh, for the next three weeks. Um, Boris Johnson announced that last night. We probably saw it coming. I hope you did. Um, but, uh, you know, essential, essential you know, activities outside of the home only is what we're going to be faced with. And obviously, this is well intended to uh, try and limit the spread of this particular virus. Um, I've got some thoughts on, you know, how this sort of plays out, um, you know, which I'll perhaps share with you in a minute. But what I wanted to do in this particular episode is just pick up the thread a little bit about coronavirus and, and maybe what we can do about it. And, and you know, maybe to start things off by saying, I actually have been diagnosed of ha- as having the coronavirus myself. I think I mentioned last week that I was waiting on a test result and I had the results yesterday, um, which was nine days after I was tested. And I, I actually have to say nine days, and well, today's now 10 days later, I'm, I'm feeling much, much better. So <laughs> I found the test, uh, the test result came positive and actually I've been through the worst of it, I think, and I hope anyway. Um, so uh, thanks for those people who are uh, sending me well wishes. I really appreciated those. Um, uh, my voice is probably the giveaway right now. Um, I feel a little bit blocked up and, you know, my, my throat is a little bit sore. But otherwise, I'm absolutely fine. I'd say over the previous nine days, um, only three were, were kind of, they weren't really terrible, but they were they were tough uh, where I had a fever. But once the fever was under under control, that, you know, things were pretty manageable, to be honest with you. But, but at the same time, um, maybe I'm fit and healthy and, and able to fight uh, this infection or this virus a uh, lot better than some other people. So I'm not in any way complacent. And uh, those people who are in a more vulnerable position than, than I am, of course, uh, it can affect very, very significantly. And it's actually one of the things that I wanted to talk about. So there's a, there's a few principles, but I kind of just wanted to get that news out of the way, really. Um, there's a few principles that I wanted to share with you over the course of today's episode. You know, as I reflect a little bit uh, on the situation um, and maybe looking a little bit ahead about what we can each do in this particular moment. And so uh, I have four particular areas I wanted to cover with you. So the first one is, you know, what can we do? What should we do right now? Well, the very first thing is to look after ourselves and indeed look after others as well. So I often use the phrase, you know, like they do on airlines, not that there's many flying at the moment, but Um, secure your own face mask, oxygen mask, before you try to secure the mask of others. So we need to look after ourselves first and foremost before we're able to look after others. I'm not saying don't look after others, just to be clear. In fact, I'm saying the contrary. Um, But, you know, first of all, we need to secure our own face mask. So that's our own uh, physical health, but also our own mental health and well-being as well. So we need to get ourselves in a place where we are you know, physically healthy, so that means not putting ourselves in a risky situation. If we have uh, symptoms or indeed confirmation of, uh, of the virus, we shouldn't be putting ourselves in front of other people. Uh, 
you know, that we can spread this around. So we need to adhere to the warnings and the advice that's being given uh, from medical professionals in the government. Um, and equally, our mental well-being. So um, I, I'll be honest with you, last week I, I had a bit of a panic myself. Um, you really shouldn't have watched the film Contagion with my daughter. That was a really bad idea um, because our, all sorts of scenarios are playing through in my own mind. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, I just saw this sort of Armageddon scenario unfolding, if you like, ahead of me and went into a bit of a panic. Uh, obviously, I wasn't feeling very well. And at the same time, things in my own property business were starting to happen. You know, service accommodation bookings fell off a cliff. Uh, some tenants were either serving notice or t talking about difficulty paying. And my developments were grinding to a bit of a halt. So it was, seemed to be, you know, hitting me on all fronts. And uh, I did go into a bit of a panic. And obviously, this film didn't help. So I think what we need to do is calm ourselves down. Um, which I'll come on to in, in a second, you know, um, in maybe how we can do that. But, you know, take some, take a few deep breaths, uh, meditate or pray or, you know, just go to a quiet space and frankly, get a grip. I think we need to sort of calm down and, uh, and not, you know, get too carried away, um, especially when there's things we can't actually control. Uh, but equally, I think what we, should, we need to do is, is recognise that we have both individual and indeed social responsibility as well. So it's not every man for himself. It's not clear the shells from toilet paper. You know, it's, you know, not, not let's see what, you know, I can do to make sure I'm all right, Jack. But what can we do to make sure that as a collective, we're going to get through this together? You know, some people who can't get out right now. Perhaps, you know, a sore of some local communities, people going around and handing out uh, little postcards coloured in red or green and asking residents to just put one of them up in their front window uh, so they're obviously visible. Green being everything's good in this particular household. Red means we need something. Could you help us out? Whatever that is, you know, just and then, you know, if you're walking around, not that you can walk around too much, but if you're walking around and you see a red card, perhaps you can knock on the door and offer some help to your neighbour. Maybe you can have a local WhatsApp group. Uh, I believe there's other apps um, as well that are able to do that. So don't just think about yourself, think about others too. But obviously, in a, in a responsible way, uh, we need to practice social distancing at the same time. So um, just, just be very cautious there. But I think just recognise we've got an individual and a collective responsibility. Here, so it's health and it's mental well-being and it's the social responsibility um, first and foremost. Look after ourselves. The second point really is all about controlling what we can control. Now we can't control what's going on halfway around the world. We can't control um, what, whether there's enough ventilators for medical treatment. This, this, you know, some these things are outside of our control. So um, what we need to do, of course, is just focus on what we can uh, control. So. This is a property uh, podcast, believe it or not. And uh, so let's focus on our own uh, property business. So let's just go through our individual properties, up line by line, property by property, tenant by tenant, and just review the situation. So as I mentioned, you might have different strategies. Um, in my own case, for example, I've got a number of service accommodation units. I've got uh, buy-to-lets. I've got HMOs. I've got development projects. Um, I don't, uh, I've got just got a very, very small, interesting commercial, not, not too high, but I've got different particular strategies. So I'm going through each particular property and I'm looking at what I need to do. And then, you know, effectively I'm focusing on, 
cash liquidity in the in the short term because that's going to be of paramount importance. I'm also looking at where I can potentially pivot or change direction if I need to. Um, so I was going to reposition my service accommodation units as as long term, short term lets, and that by that what I mean is offering deep discounts for longer stays. So let's say a month or more. Uh, that would be one opportunity. Another one would be to convert it to a single let or indeed an HMO, for example. Uh, we need to ride this out for a period of time. I'm thinking of planning ahead for a period of 12 to 18 months here, whilst we probably work for this situation. So I know Boris has said we could be through this in 12 weeks. Um, I actually think the ramifications will last a lot longer. I'm not a medical professional, but I suspect, you know, if we're waiting for a vaccine, that's going to take 12 to 18 months to be fully tested and rolled out. Um, you know, even if there's something that can be utilized now. So we probably need to be planning for that sort of timeline ourselves in any case. So if we've got a, a property that's maybe it was originally purposed as a service accommodation, for example, and we've seen, you know, we're going to see short term rental bookings fall, fall away for at least three months, possibly longer then maybe we should reposition it as uh, either a short-term, long-term let. What could that be used for? Well, key workers. I've just had somebody book in to one of my units for a few weeks, uh, key workers working on HS2. Um, there could be medical staff who are being you know, moved around the country and need somewhere to stay on a sort of short, long-term basis. There could be uh, people who need to go into isolation, Obviously, there's some issues there around uh, making sure that we're protecting any staff that are working in those properties. So there's a number of ideas and thoughts there, you know, and perhaps repurposing, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and pivoting. Sorry if I, uh, I sound a bit hoarse and coughing now and again. It's obviously a little bit tricky. Uh, so forgive me. But make the plan property by property. I also suggest that we contact our tenants at this point in time. Um, what I chose to do was issue, if you like, some guidelines to tenants, one on how to stay, you know, medically safe, if you like, with the virus, but also financially safe. So there's a number of things now that are becoming available to tenants and landlords alike um, to help them. There's suggestions of payment holidays, rent holidays. Um, for example, there's, there's finance available, there's uh, business rate support available. In some cases, there's a very good website that the government has published, all of that information. So I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. Perhaps you can have a look at that if you are looking for something yourself. But contact the tenants as well at this point in time. They're probably feeling very uncertain, probably feeling quite vulnerable, not really sure what to do. People respond in different ways. So um, what we did what we did notice, by the way, is that some, some tenants perhaps responded a little bit, I don't know, hostile, uh, aggressive even. Um, and it's just, it's fear. So if you just recognize that perhaps people are speaking through fear initially and not to necessarily respond, you know, like for like straight away and just sort of understand their position listen to them and then just explain what we can do to help um what we can do collectively because obviously there are safety nets now being put in place for many many people so for example there's the 80 percent subsidy for people who are being furloughed there are there's the fast tracking of benefits uh, if people actually lose their job so they should be able to claim universal credit which includes support for housing there's a number of jobs that are actually still available. In fact, people are recruiting in, in the retail sector, for example, and drivers. So <clears throat> maybe it's not the most glamorous of work, but it is work. So there are various things that can be done. And then, of course, if they can't pay for whatever reason, maybe they're literally sick, 
um, and you know they can't pay, and we we need to take a payment holiday. We can contact our mortgage lenders. Make sure that you qualify when you speak to a mortgage lender that you know any action they take won't reflect badly on your credit file. Is something I would say. And check what government support is available, which seems to be changing all the time. I know that uh, the self-employed and sort of gig economy, zero hours types of contract, uh, people might be, you know, falling through between the crack, cracks, as it were, with what was announced by the government uh, late on Friday. Um, <clears throat> this is obviously being updated all the time. So just check in. I do believe there will be additional support made available. Just from my perspective, I actually believe we should look at direct payments at this point in time to individuals and businesses. We should go a step further than the government has already done, which, by the way, is unprecedented. And I think I applaud the, you know, the actions that have been taken. But, you know, I think if we're realistically expecting the economy to grind to a halt, we need to support businesses. We need to treat this as a crisis, a financial crisis, as much as a health crisis. And I've published some um, posts on social media. Perhaps I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, not trying to make a political comment. Uh, I just think and seeing it through that actually there's going to be some ramifications to people. And if we don't look after people economically, then um, we'll have more than a health crisis. We'll also have a social crisis. So uh, that's where I'm coming from with that particular thinking. So don't jump on top of me, um, you know, in any way. I'm, I'm, you know, I want this to be a positive message. It's a positive rally cry. So there we go. So that was the second thing, really. It was all about, you know, planning, really, and, and taking steps to control our business. The third is really, I guess we're going to have some time on our hands, certainly for the next three weeks, if you happen to in the UK, depending where you're listening to this podcast, but uh, use your time wisely over the next few weeks or whether you've been, um, you know, furloughed or you're at home. Um, support your family, support your community wherever you possibly can. Um, so show compassion to one another. You know, it. It's an opportunity, I think. Um, I don't know, the, with all the travel that's been stopped and some of the industry that's been stopped, the the earth seems to be, you know, you know, breathing again. Rivers seem to be clear again. People are seeing fish in canals that weren't there before because there's less toxins being, you know, polluted. So maybe we should just reflect on this for a minute and think. Hang on a minute. Business as usual is not necessarily a good thing, is it? So. I'm hoping that we once this returns to normal, that it isn't it isn't the same normal, it's a new normal. And perhaps we can think about our environment, perhaps we can think about how we do things and maybe make some changes. So we can use this time wisely to um, you know, support our family, to support our community, and perhaps think about what sort of causes or what sort of direction we want to go in the future. Because you know, we're a lot more closely linked to each other than um, we we perhaps thought, and this virus is proving that, I'm sure. But also from our own point of view, how can we improve ourselves? Maybe this is an opportunity to uh, do some online training. Maybe it's an opportunity to, uh, you know, do some spring cleaning, so to speak, in the house or even in our minds. And uh, how can we take take advantage of this time and improve ourselves? And, and also, um, you know, what, what we're going to do next, I think, Let's start planning for what happens next. I think we're going to have a period of time now where we're locked down and then we're going to be you know, let out again, so to speak. Personally, I think we're going to swing from periods of lockdown and relative freedom because unless this vaccine that maybe we're looking for is going to be available much sooner than my estimate, which is 12 to 18 months, I can't imagine that we're just going to be, you know, go. it's all going to be fine in a, in a few weeks and then we can all roam around freely again. I think we're going to go through relative swings uh, of, of relative lockdown, relative free movement. 
And in fact, actually, you can see slightly different perspectives opening. Just like, just last night, Donald Trump is musing that he said the, the cure can't be worse than the disease. And so um, who knows what that actually means? But, it, 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 you know, we we can't we can't affect you know the whole planet to just suffer and go into this horrible place. Uh, I know that obviously this is very very severe for certain people. I'm not advocating we leave any man behind or any person behind, but uh, you know there's going to be a period of uncertainty. But we need to plan for the next phase is what I'm saying. So we need to make our own plans. So take this opportunity to support one another, to improve ourselves, and to think about what next is the third uh, item. The fourth is there will also be opportunities that follow this. Now, I've, I've deliberately listed this number four. Um, I'm deliberately looking at this as something for the future. So please don't misunderstand what I'm saying, that I'm really saying, you know, just, just be a greedy, what's it? Uh, I'm talking about compassion first. I'm talking about improving ourselves. I'm talking about supporting our community. I'm talking about, you know, taking care of our health and well-being uh, and controlling what we can control. Uh, before I'm talking about opportunities. So, but there will be opportunities, but there'll be different types of opportunity. So let me explain. So yes, there'll be some property opportunities. For example, some people, you know, won't won't want to keep all of their properties. So that's an opportunity for us to pay, maybe buy them up. I'm in fact one of them. So for example, I have seven development projects right now, and I've just decided to shed one immediately. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do that in the next few weeks, but I've decided to dump it, essentially. So I'm providing an opportunity to someone else because I'm prepared to take a lesser value for that property than if I were to see it through and get it finished. And the reason I'm doing that is to free up resources and free up mind space for other things I want to work on. So I'm actually seeing it as a positive thing. And even though I will actually take a financial hit on that particular property, it will provide an opportunity for someone else, perhaps. Um, it happens to be a bungalow in Wisbeach, so if you're looking for a bungalow in Wisbeach that you can refurbish and perhaps uh, sell on for a profit, well, you know where to come. So, but you know, I think so. There'll be opportunities like that, and I don't have a problem in the fact that you know I'm going to give that up as an opportunity to somebody else, but I'm doing it in, with a wider context to look at my wider portfolio and my interests right now. That's one type of opportunity. Another type of opportunity is if you like new business models. Well, right now, if you happen to have any kind of online business, whether that's a service business or a product business, then you're probably going to be doing quite well um, or you're going to be in demand. So, well, maybe you can think of launching one. Uh, it might be not ideal to launch something brand new right now, but maybe you can think about that or maybe you can be ready to springboard into that kind of business model going forward because there's going to be new models that are going to emerge out of this, I'm absolutely certain. There'll be new partnership opportunities as well that emerge out of this. So, for example, people who were investing in the stock market would have been pretty disappointed to see, what, 35% wiped out of their share values perhaps in a week or two. Uh, and maybe they'll be you know, considering where they could put their funds uh, to better use. Uh, maybe property might be a more safe haven. Once we're through all of this, I recognize your know, property is relatively illiquid and is perhaps slow to respond uh, from a market conditions point of view. We're obviously going to see a compromise on transactions and it will take some time before values adjust, let's say, because of the speed of transactions um, you know, filtering through the system. But people perhaps uh, will be looking to get a return on their investment um, in, in another area. So there could be opportunities there to partner in a new way. Uh, and whether you can provide somebody with a property opportunity, a partnership opportunity, 
That's something to think about. Another opportunity could be for us to ration, either rationalize what we're doing. I've given an example that I am shedding one of my particular development opportunities. Perhaps I went too broad, so I'm narrowing that down again with that particular action. So that's one step you know, that we can do. But also we could potentially diversify if we feel a little bit concentrated right now. So if you're all in on service accommodation, then you're probably thinking, oh my goodness me, what's going to happen to my world um, if I'm all in on, say, you know, something that is largely leisure industry related, which has fallen off a cliff literally overnight. So you'll be thinking, well, maybe one, how can I repurpose, as I'm going back to what I was saying earlier, for that particular uh, business model? Or perhaps how can I diversify so I'm not so weighted in one particular strategy in the future? So we can, we can diversify by geography. We can diversify by, let's say, tenant profile. We can diversify by um, property strategy. So, you know, think about, you know, one, we might want to rationalize what we do. That means bringing it in narrower. And two, we might want to diversify if we're a little bit too narrow. So we've got to get that balance right, of course. So that's what I'm talking about with opportunities. So we need to be ready for that. Uh, and so we can take the time that we have available, ready to, you know, strike as if you, if you like, in the next period ahead. So uh, hopefully things will return to relative normality. I think there will be um, some positive things that come out of this. I, I, I think, you know, interest rate rises for the foreseeable future are probably off the table. Um, I think we're going to see QE pumped into the economy for quite some time to come. Um, so I think, you know, the, the economic landscape, if you like, will be fertile for things like investing in property for a while longer yet. So I think that's a positive um, effect that's going to come out of this. I think there's going to be a massive cost um, to this particular um, crisis. And you know we'll pay for that at some point, but we'll probably end up kicking the can down the road. So we might see some tax rises potentially, but you know, obviously there's no point loading us up with taxes when we haven't got an income. So I think that will be deferred for some time. I think what we're going to see is debt, uh, you know, levels being used to prop things up in the short term. And then at some point in the future, we'll start to see maybe uh, that being reclawed through, you know, clawed back rather through tax rises and things of that nature. So there we go. Um, this is going to be unfolding, obviously, um, over time. Um, I don't want to make it coronavirus parts one to, you know, 13 or something. But um, I just thought I'd follow up from last week with my reflections, if you like. I went through a bit of a, you know, a dip myself, and um, but I've come out the other end. I had a good talking to for, from some people that I trust, uh, and I'm going to come to that point in a second. So uh, I, I'm going to talk in a little bit. I'm going to share some of uh, the voice of our latest you know, TPV apprentices in a second. But hang around because at the end, I've got something I'd like to offer, if you like, in terms of community support. Um, that I'd like to share with you in, when, when I wrap up the, uh, the podcast in a second. So stick around. I'll be right back. But have a listen in to, uh, to right now. I'm just going to share, if you like, the voices of the latest TP, the Apprentices. The, the Apprentice program is a virtual program in the most part. There are some physical elements, but we're going to adapt that over the, uh, over the course of the 100-day program. We'll probably do everything virtually, actually. Um, but I'd just like to introduce you to uh, Silvana and Monica Martin and Daniel from the, the latest crop of TPV apprentices, and they're just going to share a few words about their outlook as we go into this period of time now. And I'll be right back with you uh, shortly to, to, to wrap up, if you like, and share a little bit about 
what maybe I could offer to help as well in terms of uh, community support at this point in time. He's just going to tell us a little about, it, about himself and the direction he's heading in. So, Daniel, why don't you kick us off? Uh, so, I'm Daniel, um, 30 years of age from Bolton, Greater Manchester. Um, an outline goal now would probably be to, um, at the minute, I'm on with one property, which is a, a conversion. And what I'd like to do after the 100 days is have a clear goal to be doing three to four at the same time, just project managing them uh, using finance. Um, so we're not got a clear strategy for that yet, but that's what I'm hoping to, to get from this program. Um, one like aha moment that I've had in the first nine days were just, just to get the goals written down. I've never dealt with the goals before properly, so um, it's great just that I've found out what they are now. That's about it, really. Fantastic. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate that share. Hopefully your phone doesn't die before the end of the recording. But no. uh, appreciate it. So, Monica, you're, you're up next. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Monica. Um, I'm based in Croydon. Um, into a few HMOs at this moment in time. In terms of my goal for the next year, I'd like to shift from um, being very hands-on and active in terms of my property involvement, to being a bit more passive, um, investing in other deals and having, you know, at least one or two kind of deals that um, I'm, I would have invested in by that time. Um, my objective over the program is to really just have a clear step-by-step -step process outline, how I'm going to do it, and to have at least an outline shape of, one at least one or two um, investments that um, I'd like to be able to kind of step into and be able to, you know, perform very thorough due diligence on um, any future investments, um, which I'd like to have both a um, equity and cash stake. So um, that's my rough plan, really. My aha moment is, um, well, I'm... I'm not in it alone. I'm in it with my husband. So um, it, would it be possible for him to be involved as well in the way that he sees fit as well as myself? Yes. So that's an aha moment for me. And just to know that, you know, the burning desire to kind of shift to a more passive focus is possible as well as, you know, getting very good returns on, on, on that. So, yeah, that's my aha moment. Thanks, Monica. Perfect. Appreciate that share. And I think next up we have Martin. Hi there. My name's Martin. I'm 45. I live in West London. And I'm on the program with the goals to replace my current income and create an interesting career in property. During the program, I'd like to get a realistic plan on how to do that and clarity on my new career direction. The plans are still be determined, but I am feeling positive and that there are lots of possibilities and some great things that will be open to me. Thanks, Martin. Really appreciate that share. And uh, last but by no means least, Silvana. Hiya. Uh, my name is Silvana, like Richard just said. Uh, I'm from Reading. 
my outline goal at the moment is to replace my uh, current job with um, a job in the property investment um, business. The some, someday goal is going to be uh, become financially uh, free and build um, a portfolio of properties. Uh, the one-year goal is going to be uh, work already on a project. Uh, it can be either a flip or a BRR. Uh, the objective for the five-day, 100-day uh, uh, program is um, gain experience, gain knowledge, and um, know people quickly. And um, um, yeah, the strategy and the plan is what I've already mentioned, and um, the um, my hard breakthrough uh, moment has been that um, I decided to uh, make this of my um, full-time job, basically, even if I wasn't really sure when I, when I started, but now I'm 100% on it. Um, that's it. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, as well, because, you know, that's it's a bit nerve-wracking, isn't it? I really appreciate you you know sharing as you have done for the for the sake of other people really just to get a bit of a glimpse into what you what you're hoping to achieve over the next 100 days and hopefully we'll dip in now and again and people can see how you're progressing and obviously how you finish up towards the end of it so i really appreciate your shares i'm really looking forward to working with each and every one of you um you've all got your own journey your own story but you know there's a collective spirit here already i can see forming and i'm looking forward to the next uh, 90 odd days um, until it takes us towards the end of the program so thanks very much appreciate it so there we go uh, obviously i just wanted to have a, a bit of a brief interlude there and introduce you to the latest apprentices i meant to do that last week i apologize for not doing so as you could probably tell last week i wasn't really in the uh I was in the greatest shape in all honesty and I just forgot. Uh, but this week I just wanted to share what the apprentices and I are up to. So we've had one-to-ones with every single one of them now. I had to postpone them all last week uh, as I was in recovery mode, but they're all being rescheduled now. We've had our first group call. We've had uh, the talent dynamics or the wealth dynamics profiling that's gone on with each of the apprentices now. So you're going to hopefully hear from time to time over the next couple of months uh, how the apprentices are bearing up. And, you know, we're all relatively positive uh, at this point in time. And obviously, we've got a bit of time on our hands, perhaps, to, to focus on what we can do. So that's that. But returning to what, you know, my key message of today, really, which is all about what we should and could and shouldn't do um, as a result of coronavirus. And, um, yeah, I mentioned earlier the, the sort of principles that I'm thinking and, and how to perhaps be, you know, look after ourselves and control what we can control. Uh, use the time wisely and then be prepared for opportunity going forward. So they're the four key messages. But perhaps in terms of wrap up, what else can I do? I was just thinking about this. Um, so, for example, we, we I've got a mastermind group where most of the apprentices have gone into a mastermind group and I've opened up what I call coffee time. Um, so just half an hour a day, literally opening up a, 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 a video conference bridge, which is going to come together and poke fun at one another and have a chat and just be a bit of camaraderie. Just It's very casual, very social. And then on, on uh, Fridays, we're, we'll convert that into a slightly longer town hall session, which is more business-like. So if people have got a particular you know property-related business issue or, or even not necessarily, they can bring it to the table and we'll sort of group think that on uh, on that together that's it that's obviously on the mastermind program but for you if you're listening to this um thank you first of all 
But um, I, I was thinking, what can I do? And so what I've decided to do, this goes live on a Wednesday, usually. <laughs> Let's see how this unfolds over the next few weeks. Um, uh, to my pr producer, I'm recording this on Tuesday morning instead of Monday night, so I'm already late, so hopefully we can make this happen by Wednesday this week. But um, what I've decided to do is 1 till 2 p.m. UK time is to have a, a TPV lunchtime live um, on Wednesdays um, for the next few weeks at least, and let's see how that goes. So what does that mean? It means I'm just going to open up a Zoom link. Um, I'm not going to share the link in the show notes. I'm actually going to make it by invitation. So um, just in a way I can sort of qualify who's going to be joining in, what the purpose is, if you like. But the invitation's there. Reach out to me. All you need to do is drop an email, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, uh, or contact me on social media if we're connected. Um, have a little chat, and obviously I'll share with you the link. Uh, that will be 1 till 2 p.m. Bring your lunch, <laughs> bring your issues, and let's just hang out together. Uh, we can brainstorm ideas. We can just chit-chat. We just, you know, share share our pain, if you like. Um, that's it, really. I don't know what else to say. It's just something that uh, I'd like to offer to the TPV community. Uh, there's no charge for this. Uh, join in if you want to join in. Uh, don't if you don't. No problem. Um, but it's, you know, so let's, let's call it the TPV Lunchtime Live Wednesdays, uh, 1 till 2 p.m. Uh, get in touch if you'd like to join in with that. Um, I'm making it on the Wednesday. Perhaps it'll be related to the theme of the podcast of that particular week. I was thinking of not um, doing the podcast, actually. Uh, somebody said to me, he says, you might sound like the Grim Reaper, um, you know, with your messaging. But actually, um, you know, I perhaps was feeling like a Grim Reaper last week. But now I'm not feeling like the Grim Reaper anymore. Um, you know, my, my perspective has been broadened. My, my sights have been lifted. Uh, as indeed have my spirits and indeed as my health. So, yes, I think, you know, the, there's tough times ahead, but I think, you know, it's important at this time that we have community, we have good messaging, we have, you know, a calm voice perhaps um, amongst all the panic. Um, I wasn't feeling particularly calm last week, but I am now, I am now. So hopefully this has been handy. Anyway, that's it. So TPV, lunchtime live Wednesdays, uh, 1 till 2 p.m. If you're interested in doing that, yeah, just reach out and, you know, we'll just have a little hangout and, well, just bring your lunch, bring your issues, just bring yourself, really, and we'll we'll, we'll hang out together on that. But that's it for this week. Um, the show notes, I'm probably still going to do a transcription because I don't want, you know, my, my thoughts to be lost, if you like. So I'm going to do a transcription. So look out for the show notes. You can find that... Uh, thepropertyvoice.net, of course, as usual. If you want to contact me about anything from today's show about or anything to do with property investing or just anything that you just want someone to talk to at this point in time, uh, I really want to make that available. You know, mental well-being well -being and health is really vital at this point in time. So if I can help in any way, please reach out to me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be more than happy to hear from you. But uh, I guess all that remains is to say thanks very much for listening once again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice Podcast, it's Chadwick. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice Podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.